Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Soul Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And, well, I don't even know where this one's going today, but we'll see. I think it's going to have a similar theme to one of my other podcasts about holding ourselves back. And I kind of wanted to talk about my self-discoveries on why I don't record podcasts consistently. And so the other night, I guess I'll start with the other night I'm laying down in bed meditating and just kind of reflecting on it because I actually enjoy recording these. Like I, I have fun doing them. Um, I feel good afterwards. Feels like I've I don't know, for the most part, it feels like I'm like channeling messages, kind of. Um, and not only that, like almost like a dump. So it's like an opportunity for me to kind of just release what's going on internally to make space for new. So you think I'd want to do it more. And I was kind of just drilling myself, asking myself, like, why don't. Why don't you do it more? What's the problem? What's holding you back? Why are you like, do you really want to do it? You, you say you like it. And, you know, and this is like back and forth with myself. And I kind of just came to this realization that to me, like, I, I think these are good. I think they're, they're, they're good enough for somebody. Right. And if they're good and I'm not really putting in any effort. Like even now, I just sat down, hit record. I, I don't have notes. I don't have anything. I'm just staring at the audio screen, seeing the sound waves of my voice as I speak. And yet they're good. Maybe not all of them, but I'm sure some of them are good. And so... The fact that there's more potential, right? The ceiling is very high because the effort has been so low. You know, not, not that I haven't put an effort into it. I put effort into every thoughtful word that I, you know, record, but there's no added effort outside of hitting record. And so if I did make more of an effort, made more of a production of this. Um, I've had people reach out to me about YouTube and, you know, um, how to help grow my podcast. And I just, I'm not interested. Um, and I'm not interested in paying for anything. And it's not because I'm cheap. It's not, it's not a money thing at all. I just, I don't want to like, I don't, I, it's hard to explain. I just don't, I don't want to put money into something that my guess that I don't know if I can commit to or not. Right. So I don't want to invest in something that I'm not fully sure of myself being able to be consistent and then finding the value in that money. Right? I'm not just going to throw money away for something that I kind of want to do some of the times. And 
so then even going deeper into that, I, I did, I realized that this has potential. I haven't even really, I, I mean, besides uh, my wife being on here and my nephew on here way long ago, like three years ago, I think besides that, I haven't um, put much effort into it. And so if it does get big, right, if I start interviewing people, I have a lot of interesting people that I, you know, have the potential of interviewing. Um, I've met a lot of amazing people. Some I think would be open to it. And that could just to kind of expand and it could grow. And I see that. And even just talking about it scares me. It scares me because then it's like now I have to commit to it. The second it becomes remotely popular, um, then now there's a need for it. There's a demand for it. And that means I have to meet that demand. Or I don't want to say have to, but it's kind of wrong to do that, right? Like it's not fair. It's not fair if you start putting yourself out there and people enjoy it and then you want to pull yourself back. It's like, you know, and maybe that's just me and the way I see things, right? Like that's that fear. That's like, um, uh, just like growing up, I never wanted to be famous because like once you're a celebrity, it's like you're just pulled into this world of always having to live up to a standard and an expectation. I don't like that. I don't want that. And it doesn't mean that that's the way that it would have to be, but that's what it feels like. It feels like I'd have to live up to this consistent podcast with a decent production and editing. And I don't edit. I just hit record. I hit stop and I post it. And I'm okay with that. But at some point, maybe the quality would be an expectation, but maybe not. Maybe I could just set that standard. Hey, this is what I do. I hit record. I'm done. This is what you're going to get. And it should always be good enough. So maybe it's just my fears or overcomplication of what doesn't even have to be. And so that's why I don't record consistently. <laughs> I feel it's like at least part of the reason. Uh, other part of the reason is I like recording these when I'm home alone. Um, like nothing, not that I don't. I, I just like being, I like being alone when I'm recording them. I don't, I don't want to know that anyone's hearing these <laughs> in the house, uh, you know, even the wife. So I don't know why, I, you know, it's as I'm saying it, it's like almost like, cause I'm feel like I'm, ju I feel judged and I don't think she judges me or anything, but maybe if she heard something I'd said, she'd be like, what did you say? What were you talking about this and this? And then now I have to like actually explain myself and with these podcasts, that's one of the things that I like. I get to just speak without needing to respond to it. And I think that's kind of, that comes from my childhood traumas of not feeling like I could speak up for myself. And so this is my, my safe haven where I can speak up for myself and I can say whatever I want to say uh, without having to worry about explaining myself or defending myself. So this is... This is my little safe haven. And maybe I don't need it all the time, and that's why I don't record. So I don't know. But I say that because I don't think I'm the only one that goes through this. And I don't think it's only just in this podcast that that happens. I think it happens in so many different aspects of our lives where we overcomplicate 
something that we know we want to do or need to get done. And because we overcomplicate it, we end up not doing it or not doing it consistently enough for us to see true results. So another example, eating better or exercising, two things that I've kind of lacked on. And I know that and I'm okay with that. Um, But I'm also to the point where it's like I want to be a little more active, be a little more conscious about what I eat, at least put in somewhat of an effort, um, letting myself know that I do care about me because that's really what it comes down to. It's like, do you even care about yourself? And it can be a wall. It can be such a barrier to break through, especially if you've gotten in the habit of not taking care of yourself, if not putting yourself first. It can be hard to put yourself first. It can feel selfish. It can feel, right? You can feel like you're being arrogant or conceited because now you're taking care of yourself and you're not worrying about anybody else. And I've heard this example several times over the last couple of weeks, but if you've ever been on an airplane, there's the instruction video. You put your oxygen mask on first, then you help others. So put your oxygen mask on first. Take care of you. Then not only can you help others, you'll be able to breathe while you help others. Right? You'll actually be able to offer more to others the more you take care of this yourself, the more growth you allow yourself, the more yeah, the more self-care the more you take care of yourself, right? Think about all the benefits of it. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better, right? The more you feel better, the better mood you're in, all that, right? You get it. You get it. And yet we still, and I say we only because I do, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I guess I can only speak for myself. I see others and maybe they don't want to do better. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're, maybe they're genuinely happy (laughs) where they're at although their words and actions may speak otherwise, right? So I don't make assumptions on if people are happy, but if you're happy, you're not complaining 90% of the time, right? You're not gossiping and bitching about life all of the time if you're happy. So I never tell someone that they're not happy, but that's just me, right? To me, complaining is not fun. I don't enjoy complaining. So if Why would I do something that I don't enjoy if I'm happy? If I'm happy, I'm going to do things that maintain that energy, that vibration. And yeah, let's go into that real quick because I don't know where else I was going with this. So let's do that. So what's interesting about that is, is you, you can almost lie to yourself about being happy. If you're so used to being miserable, and I've talked about this before, if you're so used to being in that chaos, that chaos starts to become your comfort zone because it's what you're used to. You're used to always feeling like people don't trust you or don't listen to you or right, like whatever whatever that chaos looks like for you, whatever right, if you're if you're a complainer, like you're you're so used to complaining all the time that you just think it's part of your norm 
and so even in it you can say yeah I'm happy and it's like but are you truly happy or this just that's just the level of happiness that you're aware of because it's as ha- it's as happy as you can be in that moment not that you can't be happier so yeah there's you know it's interesting there's just there's there's a lot going on in my head and in my life and it's actually exciting for once um i'm probably busier than i've been in a long time but yet not i'm busier than i've been probably in the last four or five years but yet i still have free time i still have time to take naps i still have time to wake up and drink some coffee and record a podcast I still have time to play video games and play on my phone and meditate and play poker and have friends. I still have time to live my life. So I'm not that busy. And yeah. So that's going to transition into the next thing I did want to talk about. And I've talked about this before too. We're just kind of repeating things, maybe elaborating on them today, I guess. We're going to call this one elaboration. <laughs> so I I have friends that are friendships have kind of fizzled away into nothing basically um to the point where we don't maybe a happy birthday text. And that's like it for the whole year um, if, if we hear something really bad happens we may shoot a text to each other then again maybe not because I, I mean I have friends that I've known since I was a kid that I didn't even hear from when my grandma passed away last year um, and most of them knew my grandma which is I guess really to me the significant part of it but I also have I mean I have friends that when their grandparents passed away I, they didn't hear from me either so I'm not mad, but I was just like, wow, like that. Okay. That's where our friendships happen. And that's, that's cool. Like I I don't have no bad feelings, nothing but love for them. I hope they're living amazing lives with their wives and kids and whatever else is going on in their lives. But I, I started reflecting on like why those friendships kind of faded away. And I'm sure most, uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if any of my friends actually listened to this. But I'm not going to talk shit about them. Because I, they're good people. And, you know, we, we're all learning. But one of the things that I feel like I've learned or reflected on, and this is just my point of view, is some of, fr- my, some of my friends only kept me around because they thought they were better than me. And although, as a friend, I feel like even if you don't think you're better than me, I will find ways to make you feel good as a person. Um, I'm very supportive. I've always seen potential in people. I've always believed in people. So they didn't need to think they were better than me because I would have just told them they're better than they think they are of themselves. But then as we got older, as I got a little wiser, as I actually started 
doing for myself instead of just being the knucklehead that I was. As I started believing in myself, finding confidence in myself, and they couldn't put me down anymore. And I no- and I noticed it. Um, at a couple little circles of friends, and in some of them, not all of them, you know, well, if you're a guy, you'd get this better, but most, I don't say most guys, most guy friends that I've had, we mess with each other, right? We we point out each other's flaws. We make fun of the mistake. We remind ourselves of the mistakes we've had. And I realized one day when this roast was going on that no one was really saying anything about me. And I don't think I'm perfect. And maybe I wasn't doing the right things to, to get made fun of. Maybe I, maybe I had stopped giving them canon. Fodder. One of the two. Cannon fodder. I know it's something. You know what I'm talking about. Giving them ammo, right? Giving them, giving them ammo to, to fire at me. And... And so we'd be sitting in this roast, you know, like five, six of us and everybody's getting their turn. And I'm just like, all right, do me. What's wrong with me? Like, let's make fun of me. And no one would. And I, like I said, I'm not better than them. They're not better than me. So I don't know what happened. Like if it was just like, yeah, we can't even mess with Jason. Or maybe I'm just too good at making fun of people that they didn't want to fire first. Um, because of the gifts that I didn't even know I had back then. Like, I can see through you. I see your bullshit. I know it all. Not all. I mean, I don't know every little thing about your life. But I can tell when you're faking it. I can tell when you're lying. For the most part. Maybe not Maybe not 900%. Maybe not 100% of the time, but I'm in the 90 percentile. And so, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like that. Maybe that made them uncomfortable because I was speaking too much truth or I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they knew that if they did say something, it would actually have hurt my feelings. Who knows? But I feel like those relationships got to the point where they didn't need me anymore because they don't, like I said, they only kept me around to make themselves feel better about me. Um, even when I opened my business, uh, most of them didn't even acknowledge it. The next time I've seen them, they didn't even ask about it. It was like they just didn't even care. And I, I can't imagine if any of my friends ever went out on some big business venture or a small business venture, any any business venture, and I didn't at least ask them how it was going when they started doing it and even some of my friends that have started businesses I've tried to support them and I'm not and I didn't do it because I was expecting it in return but it's just shocking that everyone isn't like that and I understand that we're not all the same Um, but as a friend if you actually consider yourself a friend to someone you would think they would be excited about your successes. But that's only if you're not doing better than them, in my case. 
right? So, and I don't think I'm more successful than them either. Some of them probably still make more money than me. Um, but I probably have more free time than them <laughs> because I'm the one that's like, I, I have time to hang out with them. They don't have time to hang out with me. I'm always open. They never try. And I gave up trying. Because I did. I put in effort to hang out with friends. And and I think part of it kind of hurts. It sucks. Um, you know, I, we, we've known each other. We've known each other a long time. We grew up together. Even some of the friends that I didn't meet till I was like 18, 19 years old, we still grew up. Like I had, I started growing up to do at that age. So if I, you know, if I met you when I was like 18 years old, I mean, shit, that was 12 years ago. Damn. I've changed a lot. I've grown a lot. And maybe that's just where it is and that they've served their purpose in my life. And it's hard to accept though when uh, I truly loved love and care about these people and yet I don't see them that often so yeah other than that how are you doing how are you doing think about it for a second how, how are you doing in this moment if you're still here what 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 um what did I say that kind of struck a nerve? Made you start thinking about things in your life? What's going on with you? I'm getting to this point where like, my confidence is growing and it feels weird because I've never, I've never had confidence like this. I've always been very timid and afraid to show any confidence. I overcompensated by that by acting cocky when I was younger. Uh, I used to always say that I I walk a tightrope line between cocky and confident. And every now and then I'll lose my balance and my foot will land on cocky or confident. And I said I like to lean a little bit towards confident. And I was full of shit. <laughs> I was so full of shit at the time. Uh, I was just, it, it was just like, if I tell you I'm cocky and I'm full of myself, then you'll believe that I actually believe in myself, but I didn't. But as this confidence grows, um, I'm just realizing how much, how much, how much, uh, my mental barriers are the things that are kind of setting me back, holding me back, stopping me from pushing forward and so I'm going to end with this and this is something that I definitely wanted to put in this and I wish I would have said it sooner but it's okay when it comes to this podcast and the effort that I could put into it and I think about how much work or effort it would take to do which I don't even know fully right I mean I should try doing a full production a couple times and seeing the process maybe it's maybe I could streamline the process and it won't even be that difficult right But I was reflecting on that and I thought about how many times in your life have you had to endure, deal with shit that you did not want to? I was bullied as a kid. I didn't have a choice. 
I couldn't get out of it. I had to go to school every day and sit on the bus with these kids and go to class and be messed with in the halls or in the locker room and on the bus and everywhere else. Luckily, social media wasn't around back then, but I was harassed. And I had to deal with it. I had to I had to suck it up and go to school. I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody. Some of my friends knew because some of them were going through it with me. And I had to find a way out myself. I didn't have a choice though. That was that was that was a production that I was forced into. And I got out of that. So what I'm trying to say is, is that there's a lot of things in life that we don't have a choice to to go through. We we just are forced, not I don't want to say forced, it sounds very aggressive. Um I had to go through it. I was obligated to go through it. I had I had to go to school and that meant that I had to deal with everything else. But I also could have spoke up, right? And that's something I've learned too. But at the time I didn't think that was an option. But anyways, I still went through it whether I wanted to or not, and I got through it. So if I can do that for something that I don't want to go through, why can't I do it for the things that I actually care about? So doesn't mean that this is actually going to happen, but maybe I will because I need to set an example. There's no excuse for me to not to do these podcasts. I have enough time to. I have the equipment. I have the know-how. Maybe I don't have the messages every time, but when I hit record, something comes out that I don't even plan on coming out. So I know there's something there. And I'm telling you, if you're listening, it's the same damn thing. The reason why I own a business right now is because on my downtime, after working my full-time stressful job, even being overweight at the time, I, and, and trying to exercise and eat healthier, I still found time to do research to open a business. I put in hours on my downtime. Because it was worth it. Because I because because if I'm putting the effort in and something I don't like, I can definitely put an effort in something that means something to me. So whatever shift and change you need in your life, whether it's health, physically, mentally, emotionally, whether it's growth in your life, whether it's your house you need to take care of, whatever it is in your life that actually has meaning to you, know that you should be able to suffer through figuring that out when you've had to suffer through things in your life if you've been through any trauma without choice. If you've gone through those traumas, if you've gone through that pain, if you've gone through that suffering and that abuse, whatever it was, if you were able to get through that, then you should be willingly able to push yourself to get through the things that actually are going to help you, that actually have meaning in your life. I did six yoga classes in the last four days. 
because we just opened a second space on Monday. So between Monday and Thursday, I've done six classes because I have to show up. I don't have to show up. I want to show up. I want to show up because I want to show my teachers that I'm there for them, that I'm here for the business, that I'm that I'm in. And I can't do that if I don't show up. And I have to show up for myself, too. And I'm I'm sore, but I am nowhere near as sore as I think I should have been. And I think a lot of it has to do with is because I'm not doing something because I have to. I'm not being forced to do this. I want to do this. I want to set a standard. I want to, you know. I want to let the people that are a, a huge part of my, this community, the studio, they need to know that I not only believe in them, I support them and I'm here for them all the time. Right. So I, I didn't have to put that effort in it. I needed to. I needed to do it for me and I needed to do it for them. And I'll continue to do it. So once again, if there's something in your life that, you know. Right. And not only that, it's like, you know, that if you can just push through, you know, it'll get better on the other side. You know it'll get easier. I'm in pain, but yet I'm more flexible than I was four days ago. Like already I'm seeing shifts and change in my body just by going to yoga every day. So do it. (laughs) Think about it and then do it. Don't think too long. Just act on it. And I always say this, you don't have to start big. Do little things. If you need to eat healthier, pick a day. Pick one meal. Be like, all right, Monday's dinner, we're going to eat healthy. Or Friday's dinner, whatever. Let's make it Sunday, right? If you work a full-time job, Sunday. I'm going to start my my last meal before I wake up the next morning and go to work. is going to be a healthy one. Right, we're gonna we're gonna cut out the fats, the sugar. We're gonna make it healthy. It's gonna have you know a well balance between a protein and and some veggies. And I don't care if you eat meat, eat meat. Just make it lean. Let you know no fat, not no salt. Like cut out you know it's still flavor. You put a little salt on it, a little Himalayan salt. Start off with one meal. If you need to start exercising, pick a day. Take a day or just say once a week, I'm going to do something. I started with just doing some push-ups. I have a little perfect push-up thing. I would just do push-ups and actually I have it right by my desk so that I do push-ups when I get to my desk. Now, I don't always do it because sometimes I need my arms for the day, um, depending on what activities I have going on or for work. So I don't always use them, but I do. And it's not super consistent, but it's still... I've noticed a difference in my arms and my strength because I actually do push-ups and I'm, you know, I'm slowly, I'm, I'm, I'm progressively getting myself there. It doesn't have to be an all in because sometimes that can burn you out. Like I've done six classes in a week. Normally that means I probably won't practice for a week and a half afterwards. Like I, at some point I'll stop and then I'll just take a long break because I'll be like, well, I just did it. Like, especially if I keep track of all the classes I'm taking so yeah I hope this helps
It's the only reason I do these. It help. Well, I know it helps me, and I hope it helps you. So, on that note, I love you. I appreciate you. Feel free to shoot me an email, Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at soulflow, F-L-O, yoga.com. Shoot me an email. Ask me a question. Give me some material. I can even give you a shout out on the podcast. I don't care. And then, you know, if I actually put the effort in in the production, when I become famous, you can be like, oh, man, like before he even got big, like he gave me a shout out. You can you can you can uh, you can be one of those people. Right. Like I knew him before he was somebody, <laughs> even though I'm always somebody. I knew him before everybody else started to know him, to notice him. Um, yeah. Or just keep quiet and enjoy my podcasts. I'm good either way. I'll still love you either way. Thanks again. Peace.